0: Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Would you join me in welcoming my friend Jeff Fail this morning as he brings us the word? All right, what an introduction. Very glad that I get the opportunity to share with you this morning. Thank you, Evan and Sarah, for giving me the opportunity. Oh, it feels so good to be part of a community like we have here, uh, Vineyard Cleveland. You guys don't know how blessed we are. Some of you maybe do if you've been to, you know, some other experiences. But we're we're really blessed to be here. I have a lot to talk about this morning, so I'm going to dive in. And Evan only gave me like 10 minutes, so. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm just kidding. He said I have 45 minutes. He, he didn't say that either. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we just thank you uh, for this morning. We thank you, God, that we get to come here as a body of believers openly, and we get to worship you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would. Uh, continue to move in this space. Thank you for, for worship, and thank you for open table, and thank you for communion. And We just pray that you would continue to, to speak to us this morning. God, we also pray for all of your believers all over the world right now that are meeting, that have met, that will meet, especially those who have to meet in secret. We just pray a blessing on them. God, we thank you that we get to share in this wonderful kingdom, that we get to be part of this wonderful kingdom of bringing hope and bringing life to our world. And we pray that you would empower us to do that. In Jesus' name. The passage today is from Luke 24. It's going to be Luke 24, 31 through 53. I kind of tacked it on to the end of Eben's message last week. We're talking about what happens next. So what happens next in the kingdom of God? And we'll get into that in a moment. Let's go ahead and start reading here. I think we have it for the screen. There we go. Verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and those that were with them gathering together, saying, the Lord is risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And then they told them what had happened on the road and how much he uh, was known to them in the breaking of the bread. And they were talking about these things, and as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. But they were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands, and he showed them his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and he ate it before them. And then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand scripture. And he said to them, Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You were witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. So this morning as I was praying and preparing this message, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want you to keep it really simple. Not because you guys can't understand complex things, because we always see Evan and we see Ben giving us amazing stuff from the Greek, and I was like, God, I want to do that, and he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to wow him with my first time, and he said, no, 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 that's not for you, Jeff. <laughs> no, I felt like the Holy Spirit said he wanted me to keep it simple, because what I've been learning about Jesus over the past few years is he likes to take complex aspects of scripture, things that are really, really, really difficult to understand, and he boils them down to something that a child can understand. He, he, he takes things that are really complex and he makes them mobile. He gives us a mobile faith. Like, like we see this, we see that, that that the, the laws of, of the Old Testament, they had, you know, hundreds of laws, hundreds and hundreds of laws. And Jesus, he didn't say, I, he said this, he said, I didn't come to abolish those laws, I came to fulfill them. And all of them are summed up in these two. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. This is This is mobile. So I've titled the message this week, Two Things to Pray For, One Thing to Start Doing. Two things to pray for, one thing to start doing. So after we enter the kingdom, right, there's this period of what happens next. We're trying to figure out what we're supposed to do, right? We got saved. We have Jesus in our heart. We're all motivated. And then we're kind of like, all right, so what do I do with all this joy? What do I do with all this goodness? So I want us to take some times in the shoes of the disciples, and I want us to see the direction that, that Jesus took them on. And so I'm going to kind of tilt my hand so you guys can see what I'm, what I'm dealing with. I think that's on, on your notes. But the first thing we're going to begin to pray for is that he opens our eyes. The second thing, you, we can go back. We don't have to show this just yet. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, we got to hide that. The sec- I'm not tilting my hand that much. <laughs> the second thing we're going to be praying for is that he opens our minds. And then the third thing, the thing that we're going to start doing is that we're going to spend our time praising. And we're going to go through all this together. So the first prayer, the first thing that we're going to be praying for, he opened their eyes. So we read in verse 31 that not only did Jesus, um, not only did they see Jesus for who he was in the moment, then they had a clear vision of what they needed to do in that moment. They saw Jesus... They said to each other, we got to go back to Jerusalem. So they run back to Jerusalem. And I, as Eben was praying over the communion, I, I thought it was really neat. I, I, I've read over this passage a hundred times this week. But, and and I, I knew the significance of the breaking of the bread and then, and then Jesus being revealed. But the Holy Spirit had it kind of clicked to me just as he was speaking. He said, there's revelation in the breaking of bread. Right. So like we begin to Jesus begins to open our eyes when we break bread with people. And I'll get into that in just a second. But when we pray that Jesus opens our eyes, what we're doing is we're praying that he um, that we're praying that we'll begin to see him in the lives in our own life. And we're going to pray that we're going to see him in the lives of others. So J.T. Meyer, I know a lot of you guys know him. He was here a couple, uh, last year, I think. And he said something that that just really stuck with me. He said, the Holy Spirit is working in everyone that we come across. And so when we pray that Jesus opens our eyes, what we're actually praying is we're praying, Jesus, let me see what you're doing in the lives of people that are around me. And I, and I think that's great open table because... I, like it just fits so well. I love how the Holy Spirit does that. We're we're actually engaging with people and we're saying, Jesus, what are you doing in the lives of of, of people that are around me and how can I interact with them? Evan said last week he was talking about that three hour tour, and I kept thinking of Gilligan's Island. Sit right back and you hear your red tail. No one else? Gilligan's Island? Okay. I used to watch it when I was a kid, the reruns, you know, on TV land at my grandma's house. I love Gilligan's Island. So I was thinking this week, as Evan was talking about this three-hour walk, right, this three-hour walk, and and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me this week, and he said, who are are you walking with for three hours? Uh, And I I immediately thought about my coworkers, and I was like, well, I'm I'm with my coworkers for at least three hours a day, and I'm not talking to them for three hours, otherwise I wouldn't get paid to do my job, but I'm I'm with them for three hours. He says, well, why don't you begin to pray that I reveal what I'm doing in their life so that I can begin to see Jesus in the life of my coworkers. And then then I was like, well, another three-hour trip would be Uh, a flight an airplane I'm on an airplane with somebody next to them for three hours what is Jesus doing in their life and then the thirdly I was thinking about this and I was like I got my birthday's coming up I got to go to the BMV I'll probably be there for three hours (laughs) at least I got to get a new ID this year it's one of the big years So, just to kind of give you an example of what this looks like, um, I have a, a coworker at work, and uh, we, we 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 got hired together, and so we kind of had like that uh, that new hire bond uh, this is over a year ago and we kind of became really good friends because we both uh, we bo- well I, I say we both I have beard envy and uh, the, he has an amazing beard um, and so <laughs> And so I'm like, how, does he, how do you get your beard to look so good? And he's like, I make my own oils. And I, I was like, I am never going to achieve the coolness factor that this guy, I make my own oils, man. Um, I, I even asked my wife, can I buy oils? She's like, you don't even know how to mix them together. She's like, just buy the little thing, and, you know. So, so we bond over that. He's a great dude. He, he's married. Him and his wife have four girls uh, so he has to have a big beard to scare off, you know, all the kids in Cleveland. But um, so, so we, we have this really, really good friendship. And and last last fall, early in the fall, he he let me and a couple of our coworkers know that they found out that his oldest daughter, who's 11 years old, has leukemia. Yeah. And and so I, I did what I thought was the, the right thing to do as a Christian. I prayed for him. I even tried to go, like, next-level Christian and be like, hey, can I pray with you in person even? You know, just a little extra faith. And, um, and so I've just been praying for him. And uh, uh, Chris Meyer, JT's, I think, older brother, was here, actually, um, in the fall. And I don't remember what he was talking about, but he did an altar call. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Hey, I want you to text your friend and tell him that I'm going to heal his daughter. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I believe that you can heal him, Jesus, I really, or his daughter. I really believe you can heal him. But I, I don't really know if this is you or if this is indigestion. And I don't, I don't want to lose my friendship. And so as we're praying, as we're praying, he's like, you know, all right, prayer people, come up and pray for people. And the Holy Spirit's like, hey, I want you to text your friend, tell him I'm going to heal his daughter. And I was like, you know, I'm one of those prayer people that he's talking about. I got to go pray for other people. Just can we, like, talk about this later? And, and finally the Holy Spirit was just like three stooges, slaps me up beside the, the head. And he's like, you need to text your friend and tell him that I'm going to heal his daughter. And I was like, all right, I will do it. But let the record be known, I did not want to do this. <laughs> this, is how I, this is how I talk to God. I don't know if you guys talk to God like this. So I text my friend, and I say, hey, Jesus wants you to know that he's going to heal your daughter. And, uh, and then I, I go up, and I get prayed for, and I'm just crying like a little baby. And uh, it, I couldn't speak, and it was just, it was just uh, it was crazy. And uh, later in the day, my friend texts me. He said, "Hey, thanks, man," which I was surprised that he said that because, you know, I was afraid he was going to be like, "Hey, don't ever talk to me again, you weirdo," (laughs) you know. (laughs) And uh, so a few months go by, and I was working a Saturday. I I don't typically work Saturdays, and and after 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 work, he says, "Hey, I'm going to go to the hospital. Do you want to go with me and, and see my daughter?" and and my, my family, and so I went and spent time with the family, and it was really, really special. I prayed over them, and, and it's, it's, it's been really neat to watch their progress. She, the little girl, she still has cancer, but she was able to come home for Christmas, and they didn't think she was going to be able to come home for Christmas. And through, through chemo, through prayer, and through great doctors at Rainbow, they, Jesus is healing his daughter. I say that to say, yeah, give Jesus some praise for that. Yeah. I say that to say this. When you pray for Jesus to open your eyes, to see what he's doing in the lives of other people, something is going to happen. Something has happened. And and I, I, I want to back up, and I want to just say that that... The, the things that we're praying for here, I, I want us to be clear that these are not requirements to be a Christian. We don't believe in Jesus and theology here at the Vineyard. We believe that all you need is Jesus. But just like any good relationship, if you want to go deeper with Jesus, you got to start stretching yourself. you got to start stretching your faith. And this is one of the prayers that you can do this week, praying that Jesus opens your eyes. To see what he's doing. I have a little pros and cons chart, and just to kind of set it up here, the cons are kind of more like jokes. So don't take the cons to heart, okay? I don't want Evan to get an email and then <laughs> and then to get fired from writing worship songs <laughs> for the church. <laughs> you guys like my music, right? Okay. All right, so pros. This is what it looks like when we pray for for Jesus to open our eyes. Pros, you're going to have a clear vision of what you're supposed to do. Cons, you will have to do things that are out of your comfort zone. Pros, you will begin to participate in the lives of people that are around you. Cons, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My wife didn't like this one. You will may not be able to binge as much Netflix. Pros, you will be walking on the path that God designed for your life. Cons, you won't be walking on the path that you designed for your life. Pros, you will see God do amazing things. Cons, you will see hurting people. The next thing I want us to pray for this week is he opened their minds to understand Scripture. Verse 45, he opened their eyes or opened their minds to understand Scripture. I think, it's, I think it's really interesting, the order here of Jesus opening their eyes to see him and then and then opening their minds to understand Scripture. Because in church, we've always been taught, you know, in order for you to start doing, you have to, like, get your, theologi- your theology degree. you got to go to seminary. you got to learn all the stuff in the good book. And then you can, then you can... Do ministry. But the reality is is we see here and we see throughout Scripture that Jesus is saying he he wants us to to go. And as we go, we'll begin to learn. Basically, this is what I wrote in my notes here. As we bring the kingdom to those who are around us, God will reveal the kingdom to us. Yeah, that's something you can put in your notes. All right? If you take notes. (laughs) As we bring the kingdom... God will reveal the kingdom to us. Opening our minds gives us not only a biblical, a new biblical perspective, but it also gives us a perspective on on everything. And for those of us who've been in the church the longest, this can be one of the most difficult things to pray because we think that we already have it all figured out. I know a man in my own life um, that, that uh, was an incredible man of God, raised his children in, in the church. They're all grown up now. And he, he, was, he, you know, he, he was involved. He taught. He led. And now when you talk to him, he says, I don't have to read the Bible because I've already read it a bunch of times. And that is the most dangerous thing that you can say as a Christian When we when we pray that Jesus opens our minds to understand the word, be prepared to allow the Holy Spirit to adapt your theology. Certain things that you used to believe you're gonna begin to change. The Holy Spirit's gonna be able to speak to you. I have another little pros and cons chart here. And again, please don't take the cons chart too seriously. I don't want to happen to get an email. Pros, your worldview will begin to change when you pray that Jesus opens your mind to understand scripture. Cons, you're going to see things differently than your culture. This is one of the most difficult things, I think, of the whole thing, is that you are going to have a different worldview than the people that you work with, than the people that are on Facebook, than the people at Thanksgiving with your family. I'm not saying that you should throw it in their face, because obviously that's not what we're trying to do here but you're going to see things differently. Pros, you begin to develop a deeper relationship with God and understanding of who he is. Cons, you realize that he doesn't look exactly the way you imagine. Maybe you grew up and you thought that God the Father was a uh, fire and brimstone kind of guy that was just waiting to just wipe you off the face of the earth. But the more that you understand scripture, the more that you learn about God, the more that you realize that he's a loving God and compassion is his first motive. Pros, you're gonna gain a better understanding of theology. Con, your theology will change. And then pros, you're gonna have a game plan for living. Cons, it's gonna be a lot more difficult than you thought. For those of you who are taught growing up that the Christian life is a cakewalk, then it's it's not. You're gonna be disappointed. I want to take a, take a quick little detour here. Just as I was preparing the message, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of told me to take a, a little detour. It's not much of a detour, but but I, I typically gear the way that I communicate toward millennials. I'm 29, i 29 in a month. Uh, I typically speak to people like me. Uh, but I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want—I have something to say to the folks that have come before your generation. So let me set this up with a little story. So last year we, had a, um, we installed a new bathroom in our basement. And bathroom is a really strong word, word. It's just a shower with a little toilet next to it. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I live in Brooklyn in one of these bungalows you know you've been there it's not really it's a poor excuse for a bathroom but in the bathroom there's in the shower there's a little sticker that says to be removed and i've been taking a shower down there for every day for the last year and a half and the sticker is still there it was still there this morning just to give you a little insight about me i have not removed the sticker <laughs> to be removed And then every day I look at it, and in in French, it says retire next to it. My French is not very good, but it looks to me like it says retire. And I looked it up, and I I did a little research. And essentially, retire means to be removed. We say retire in the United States, and that means to be removed from the workplace. And our American culture has this terrible habit of viewing people that are in the retirement age or that are retired as obsolete. And it's perpetuated by this continual driving and pushing out the, the older generations from the workplace, through ageism, through whatever. But the Holy Spirit wants you to know this morning that there is no retiring in the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. For those of you who are, who are planning for retirement, those of you who are, are retired or are about to retire, there is no retiring in the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit wants you to know that you are just as relevant in the kingdom now as you were when you were in your 20s and your 30s, and that the power, the, 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 in fact, if not more relevant, because you have the, the, the entire history of your life that's been spent in the kingdom. You have, you've been marinating in, in the Holy Spirit, and so you bring something that is powerful to Cleveland. So it's not time to to, to to let off the gas. It's time to press the gas down harder. All right. So the third thing: spend your time in the temple praising. In First Corinthians six nineteen, the writer says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So this means that when we see when we see here. Um, 53 they were continually in the temple blessing God or other translations say continually in the temple praising what we're actually seeing for today for us is that since this is the temple anywhere we go is is praising continually so if if it's for you if 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 hiking is your thing which it used to be until I got a little bit fat I it's more like a walk for me now. I felt Every time I go down to Hinkley and I go to the ledges down there, I'm like, this gets harder and harder. And then I, I realize it's because I go to Chipotle afterwards. And <laughs> every time, I reward myself. I worked out. It gets harder and harder because the LBs are going up on me. So if it's a mild walk... Or if it's hiking, or if it's if it's writing a song, whether it's uh, whether it's a worship song or whether it's a secular song, whether it's whatever, when, 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 wherever you go, be praising, right? So, for, when, when me and my wife go to Ohio City, and we go on a date, right? We're we're praising God because we're living in in the fullness of of, of who he who he is. And and praising, and if you're a newer Christian, you're like, man, praising sounds really, really difficult, then then you're right. It it can be difficult, because praising, like prayer, is is a muscle, right? Praising, like prayer, is a muscle, and it's something that you have to exercise. And for those of us who are terrified of the word exercise, I'll say amen with you. My joke at work, and my wife is going to hate me for saying this, but I don't have a membership to the gym, I have a membership to the John. That's for the, the older generation. Evan's never going to let me speak again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it's a muscle. And as we pray and as we praise, we begin to learn that we begin. To, it begins to become more comfortable. So this week, as we go, this is something that we can begin to do now. Just begin to praising God. It can be a... It, it's as simple as inviting him into what you're doing. And if that is watching Netflix, then invite him in to what you're watching. If that's going out on the, on the city, then invite him what you're doing. If you're going down to Hinkley and you're going hiking, invite him into that hiking. If you're at work, which all of us are at work for too long, invite him into that. Invite them into it. Whether it's a good conversation with a customer or it's a bad conversation with a customer, invite them into that and praise and worship. So, so this week... The two things we're going to pray for, we're going to pray that that Jesus opens our eyes to see what He's doing in the, in the lives of those who are around us. The second thing we're going to pray for is that He opens our mind to understand Scripture. And the third thing we're going to start doing is we're going to begin to pray. So let's go ahead and pray. And if you guys want to stand of worship team, if you want to come up too, I wanted to leave enough time at the end because I want us to. Re- this is for everybody, right? So, if you feel if you're the uncomfortable, if you feel uncomfortable like I do sometimes when I'm in in the the seats and, and the the speaker says, "Hey, I want you to come up front and kneel down." Well, then maybe just take some time and pray where you're at, because the Holy Spirit, it's, He's not more potent up here. He, he's He's throughout the whole room. But if you do feel comfortable coming down the front and you say, Hey, I I would really, really like to, I would like to see Jesus in my coworkers and, and what they're what he's doing in their lives. Or if you say, Hey, I want to understand scripture more, it's it can be so confusing, it can be so complex, then let's pray for that. Or if you're saying, hey, praising always. Praising always is is difficult, and and I would agree with you. Jesus, help me to learn how to praise more. Help me to to be thankful in the day-to-day and in the mundane. As we go ahead and close our eyes, for those of us who are here and, and you say, you know what, Jeff, this whole next step thing sounds great, but I'm not even at step one. I don't even know about this Jesus, you know, I've heard about him, he sounds really great, but I don't, I don't have him in my life, but I want him in my life. Let's go ahead and pray. But before we do that, actually, if, 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 you, if that is you, if, if you're saying, hey, I want this Jesus that you've been talking about this morning, can you slip up a hand? We have one in here. Okay. Anybody else in the room? Say this Jesus that you've been talking about, I, I I want him in my life. Can we all pray together? Say, Jesus, let's say it a little louder this time. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I'm tired of doing life on my own. I want to make you the king of my life. And I want to walk with you from now into eternity. For those of you this week that you've been, uh, or for those of you who want this week to begin to pray to see Jesus, can you lift up a hand? And you can keep your eyes closed. I have a few hands lifted up. Let me pray over you. Jesus, I pray that you would minister to those who had the strength to raise their hand. And maybe for those who wanted to but didn't have the strength, I pray Holy Spirit over them. I pray that you would open our eyes. Open our eyes to see you in, in, in the, the lives of those that were around. We want to be more effective Christians. We don't want just the mundane, but we want to be like you. That power that you talked about, we want to be able to see that power at work in our community. That love that you talked about, we want to feel that love because there are so many times, Jesus, when we have felt nothing. For those of us who struggle with depression or those of us who struggle with anxiety, God, I pray right now that you would, that your love would fall on this room. Come on. For those of us who feel like we're just we're just worn so thin, like Bilbo Baggins and Not enough butter over too much bread. I just pray, God, that you, Holy Spirit, would give us the love that we can share with our community. And if there's those out there this morning that that are saying, Hey, I want to understand the scripture more. It's so complex. It's so difficult. I want to understand, God, how does God in the Old Testament relate to Jesus? And how do I understand him more? Raise your hand this morning, and we want to pray over you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would reveal yourself to us. I pray that you would reveal yourself to us in the scripture. I pray that it would come alive when we read it. Open up our mind, Jesus. Jesus. And then lastly, for those of us who want to spend our time praising, my hand's raised on this one. Raise your hand. I want to spend time praising this week. I want to be thankful. I want to be grateful wherever I'm at. All the hands should be up on this point. I want to spend my time praising. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I pray that you would come alongside of us. You are the example of what it looks like to praise the Father daily. We saw you praise continuously. We saw you get away and praise in the quiet. And so, Jesus, right now, I pray that you would, that you would open our, our, our hearts to be able to see you praising. And that that would be the template. That would be the model for us to begin to praise daily. We love you and we worship you. In Vineyard Cleveland, we all said amen. Amen.